0: Superwoman Though they say you're not my friend Hello morning And I feel it's not fair Uh. Even
1: Have you Welcome to Prince Track by Track Presents Stevie so Wonder time. Classics. Today we're going to be talking about Sweet Little Girl, the end of Side A of Music you of My Mind, released on the 3rd of March 1972. On the track, it is mostly Stevie Wonder on kind of everything, but there's a little bit of background vocals from his then ex-wife, Uh The track is 4 minutes 54, and joining me to talk about today is Adil Kudji. Hello, Adil. Hi.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: This is kind of an odd way to finish this first side. This first side is a little short, actually. It's only like four songs, although Superwoman is eight minutes long. So it's, you know, it's a fairly long first side. Um, but I find this like a kind of a weird kind of ending to this first side um, because you have almost, again, like there's... um there's an influence that stevie had of like kind of beatles stuff around this time like the first couple of albums you can really kind of feel the fact that he obviously admired the beatles and in particular the way that the beatles could take you know i mean a song that he covered himself uh we can work it out is effectively half paul and half john and you know you can tell the switch because it goes from being one song to going into three four and being a completely different song um and there's a few songs on these first couple of albums that have that kind of thing where it feels like Stevie's taken two different songs and kind of mixed them together. Um, I'm not saying that's happening with this song, but there is that kind of switch up where you have, um, you know, this kind of upbeat chorus and uh, and the verse. And then it goes into this weird kind of like, I don't know, kind of spoken interlude.
0: Yeah, and those are... Th- I- I found it jarring's a little strong but I I, fa- I found it let's say very noticeable um and yeah. lyrically less
1: enthusiastic about those moments <laughs> <say>. <laughs> yeah um and and then like after he's done it like the first time which is almost feature- kind of feels like a little bridge he then kind of goes back into the it's noticeable as well it's kind of like in half time the interlude is so then obviously it speeds back up to go back to the chorus um and then you know we get the verse again and then the song has this really long kind of outro which is you know like goes back to this interlude where it's kind of spoken and you know stevie kind of tells this story um and he mentions sweet sweetback which is uh which is like a very like a very specific <laughs> like early 70s reference like the idea of him going to like um see sweet sweetback's uh badass song which is like um uh, you know like a, a black exploitation, um you know uh, uh film really weird because like like it's very rare that stevie wonder does kind of like any kind of other references in his songs like um you know until you get to like saduke where he actually mentions you know like people that he admires like it's very rare he'll kind of uh, tie his songs into like any specific pop cultural references um you know this contrasts with something you know like uh, you know rap where a, you know there's a lot of rappers who have lots of kind of like pop cultural references and that's how they rap um so it's kind of odd to hear stevie actually mention a contemporary kind of reference in a song um you know and uh, and and also obviously we have a lot of um harmonica on this song as well <laughs> like the main kind of riff is kind of backed up by harmonica Um, you know something which like you know later on um, Stevie would kind of back off from the harmonica being so much in his songs um, he would kind of tend to save it for you know like a a proper full solo but in here like the kind of main hook of the song is is kind of backed up with this harmonica Um, you know but I like I mean it is I mean it's not quite you know we will we can work it out where it switches from being you know different time signatures or whatever but uh, yeah those kind of interludes are very kind of noticeable uh, like you say, I wouldn't say jarring either, but, like, it like it does kind of slow right down, and then <laughs> and then Stevie kind of, he also kind of does this kind of, uh, like, he, when he does his kind of, like, low-talking, he does, like, a bit of a growl in there as well, um, and, yeah, and the uh, thing it's kind is of interesting. Quite,
0: it's obviously Stevie, so it's nice, it's real smooth, yeah. and then you're right, that graveliness does make it sort of the talking pop more, because it, it feels like he's, like, I'm, I'm a different character, so to speak, like... And that's like, oh, yeah, but of course the narrative of the song is the same person. He's just, and so it feels kind of weird because it does feel like a role has switched.
1: And I think, I think what's, what's interesting as well is like, um, you know, to start off with on Stevie's first few albums, there's a lot of songs where he, I mean, there's two songs on this album where he has girl in the title. Um, And there were a couple on um, where I'm coming from as well, which also had like, um, uh, well, certainly girl featured in the lyrics. I don't know if there were any that actually had the had it in the title either um, and so like this this thing that he has where he refers to I mean on the next album we've got you got it bad girl as well so um, like the, the fact that he refers to women as girls which is not surprising because he's like 21 or something <laughs> so you know I, also, I can forgive you know, the his 70s yeah yeah but it's just it's just kind of weird that he's referring to I think in the song obviously the subject is meant to be Cyrita um who is four years older than him so referring to his 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 ex-wife now although I'm thinking when they were recording this album they were still married uh, so recording you know recording a song about his wife who was four years older than him and referring to her as sweet little girl is such a kind of odd uh, mix but then I guess like like you say you know like I mean it is it's kind of common in, in you know pop song for people to refer to women as girl um, uh, you know the Beatles had a song that was literally just called girl Um <laughs> So, but I do, I do kind of like as well how you know it's not just like that the the sweet little girl is really the subject of it. It's it's a lot of you know you I mean he actually says uh, you know your baby Steve is true. <laughs> so yeah. again, it's weird to hear him call himself Steve, um, you know. And then he talks about how you know your love is driving me crazy, um, and how you know girl I'm in love again. This like this feels like a song that was written while they were still married, and you know like it's it's kind of about their. Uh, relationship Um, so it's kind of interesting to you know then know by the time this got released they were actually divorced I actually
0: Um, I got a bit I mean so uh, lyrically I thought it actually felt more like um, like this like a, a relationship that has been passionate, but you're struggling. Right, like, so so it kind of feels like they, it was probably written right before the end. Yeah, sense.
1: I would say, like, the like, like the first, the kind of upbeat, you know, the whole sweet little girl, you know, your baby loves you, all that kind of stuff. Like, that feels like it's kind of, they're still together. But then when we get to the interludes, that's where it really feels like Stevie is kind of like... yeah. You know, particularly when he's like, he's like, I've given you cookies and candy and the woofer, I don't know, I you know, um, and you still don't <laughs> want to be good. And he's like, come on, honey sugar, you know, your baby loves you more than I love my clavinet. We're saying that I think the clavinet at the times, a few grand. It's not a cheap, uh, you know, it wasn't a cheap instrument, um, you know, and... And as well, obviously, with Stevie being like with Stevie being such a proponent of the clavinet, it's interesting that he feels the need to put it in the song as like a a gauge of how much he loves someone. Um, so yeah, the, I would say the spoken interludes feel like the you know the the, the relationship is kind of in jeopardy, uh, whereas kind of in the verses and the chorus, it's almost like he's um, trying to convince her that you know they're still in love, um, or or he's more saying from his point of view, you know, like you know your love is driving me crazy you know like that may be true even if the relationship isn't like on its kind of best standing um uh yeah
0: totally like he's not letting go no like but like, i think even in those parts it does have this feeling of like things are getting
1: scattered. yeah and then <laughs> we get uh a subject of many songs uh by the former subject of this podcast prince um, he Prince spent most of the kind of early eighties talk in songs talking about how people wouldn't answer his phone calls and how he kept calling girls and they <laughs> wouldn't pick up. Um, you know, there's even a, a very famous song of his called "How Come You Don't Call Me Anymore," um, which was covered by Alicia Keys. So, like, uh, Prince seemed to have an issue with people answering his phone calls who he was interested in, and that's the same seems to be true here of Stevie and uh, I'm assuming Cyrita's relationship, where he says, you know, come on baby, you hear the phone ring and. Uh, you don't even answer and <laughs> so it's like oh no like even stevie wonder has been undone by telephony um you know and of, of course like obviously hearing those hearing those lyrics now i guess you know if you were like a teenager you'd think well what's the issue like first of all people don't call each other oh, I w- and say sec- yeah, i was like Why the <laughs> <fucking compliment? laughs> yeah. and second of all like you know doesn't everyone have a phone like what's the difficulty like just text but obviously he's talking about an actual landline and you know uh which again like the like the idea of telephones is such a weird one like the idea that you have this thing that just makes noise in your house whenever somebody wants to get hold of you um it's almost more annoying than when people knock your door uh, and you're like I'm not answering the door to you I don't know who you are like you know if you're going to come over call me and then I'll know to answer the door um yeah so like he he's obviously having these issues with getting her to answer the phone And he he kind of goes into this like he goes in he repeats the whole stuff about you know I love you more than I love my clavinet and he's like I'm gonna take you to see a movie Um, you know sweet sweet sweetback because it might give you some inspiration Uh, obviously if anyone knows the plot of sweet sweetback's badass song uh, and when I say badass there's like five s's in that title I think. it's worth saying that his, um, well, uh, let's say his uh, giant abilities uh, in that film are one of the things that um, that, that kind of uh, are, are in Sweet Sweetback's favour. So um, I, I, I don't know why Stevie's like that might give them some inspiration. <laughs> it seems like a bit of a weird kind of choice, um, you know, to kind of take someone to see Sweet Sweetback. But, you know, he, he obviously has an idea of, uh, of maybe if she sees... Sweet Sweet Back in action, maybe she'll wanna do whatever he does in that film. Um, you know. Uh interestingly, Sweet Sweetback's badass song is the inspiration for the title of the hundredth episode of The Simpsons, which was uh Sweet Skinners um, badass, something I can't remember what it was now, but it's where he. I didn't know. Yeah, that. he, that's great. Yeah, he got fired. He gets fired in that episode, and then he also he says to Apu that he's going to write the Great American Novel, and it's going to be about a uh, a park featuring dinosaurs, <laughs> and he calls it Billy and the um I don't know Billy and the Tyrannosaurus or something. <laughs> and Apu goes on for like two or three minutes about how basically he's just ripping off the plot of Jurassic Park, um, and it's Amazing. it's a great scene. Um, But yeah, so that's whatever I think. Whenever I think of Sweet Sweetback, I think of The Simpsons uh, because, you know, everyone always thinks of The Simpsons for everything these days. Um, But yeah, so I kind of, I like this. I mean, he actually says, you know, I got my load. Can't you hear me talking, honey? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so this is, it's, it's weird because like Stevie Wonder is not really known for like, I don't know, like, well, he he's, he's not a Barry White like this is a thing like Bar, Bar, yeah. every Barry White song is about how much Barry White wants to have sex with you like pretty much like regardless of I mean he literally has a song called I Can't Get Enough of Your Love so like you know it's it's pretty much all and, I, and the fact that this the song's called Sweet Little Girl and then t- you know four minutes into it Stevie's talking about you know I I see you making love with your love doll and I'm like um hold on a second <laughs> what's going on here. Um, and also the fact that he's not singing these words he's like kind of talk singing them it's yeah
0: yeah. he's just basically telling everyone this is happening in my life right now (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah that's why I say it's a weird end there's no poetry to this I'm not doing song right now I'm just (laughs) telling you what it's like yeah
1: apparently Cyrita won't answer his calls but he knows that he can at least send her a a copy of the the latest album and she'll at least listen to it through those songs so uh, I mean it's an interesting strategy so um, you know uh, but yeah and, and and like it kind of goes on where he talks about you know the woofer's is waiting for you <laughs> and, and uh, yeah,
0: you get a better picture for what the woofer is on that one yeah,
1: and he says I'm going to put down my, put my harmonica down um, and so he's basically saying that he's going to stop playing music to do something else and he's kind of making it clear exactly what that is um, he also says at the very end uh, and I'm not going to say one of the words in the line but he says don't don't make me get mad and act like an N word. And I'm like, you know, like it's. Yeah, out of no Yeah, I, it's. And also, I that might be one of only two times on these six albums where he actually has that word. Um, it's just not a word that Stevie uses. So I like. It, it, I, I don't know. I, it, I mean, it is deep into the fade out, though. So, um, you know, uh, I, I'm guessing many people probably wouldn't have really kind of caught it. Um and it is it is yeah. the end of the first side so you're probably getting ready to turn the record over you're not really kind of paying attention to the kind of 2 minute fade out at the end of this song
0: although you it does make it even weirder that it's literally the n word is the last word on the side yeah
1: and i <laughs> that's yeah it is it is kind of odd um but yeah and i i mean i what i like though is like when he does the kind of talk stuff he's got himself kind of like harmonizing in the background doing some like mm-mms and i think that's you know mm. it's, like the production on the song is great um the subject matter obviously feels a little kind of um i believe they you know they call it flop sweat like it does feel, it feels like stevie is kind of grasping at straws here trying to get his you know trying to stop his wife from divorcing him um the irony is you know one of the reasons that Cyrita um, had said that they divorced was because he spent all his time in the studio making songs so so maybe making another song to try and get her back was not the correct tactic well. Especially
0: a song that claims I would stop making a song.
1: Yeah, yeah, I. I
0: but it's like, well, you, but you didn't. <laughs> no. The song exists.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it is a thing shaped like itself. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I it, this also kind of ties it a little bit into Prince, who notoriously, through his two marriages, one of the biggest complaints from both of his wives was um stop just going like waking up and literally going to the studio and spending two days there and not kind of talking to me like that was kind of one of the complaints that ended up breaking up his first marriage certainly um uh, less so his second marriage I think his second marriage he just drifted apart from his wife but yeah the, I, and this is you know apparently this was an issue between Stevie and Sorita like he you know they they met each other because he spent so much time in the studio then they got married and sorita asked him to not spend so much time in the studio. And unfortunately Stevie decided that he would record. And this is true of the previous album as well. There's at least two songs on the previous album where he's trying to convince Sarita to stay with him by recording a song. <laughs> and so I feel like Stevie kind of missed the message that was being told to him by his wife there. Um, but yes, yeah, still, I mean, this is, it's like, it is kind of almost like he's put two songs together, but not quite because, you know, it's, it's not as kind of jarring as um, certainly some of like the Beatles efforts to stick different songs together. Um, you know and it does feel like it's done a bit smoother probably because it's stevie wonder and you know he he is a consummate musician so he can um you know take two different ideas and just kind of put them together in a song uh, effortlessly um so i yeah i mean i think that's why it' the saying it
0: it's not jarring but it is weird yeah uh, is, is, is a testament to how good he is
1: yeah the fact that
0: right like like the song works it's just if, when you hit those transitions you're like Especially that first one. If it's the first time you've heard it or you haven't heard it in a long time and you hit that transition, you're like, what? Is... just happened? <laughs> yeah. But you're like, okay, I guess. And then the rest of the song works. Like, it keeps you on board, right? Yeah.
1: And I, I think as well, you know, something that um, I never want to undersell is just how great Stevie's voice is. Like, even when he's doing the kind of talk singing stuff... Um, he he has a certain... There's a little bit of kind of sense of humour, particularly when he's saying stuff like, we ain't made love in so long, come on now, sweet little sugar. Like, all all of the, that feels like he's kind of, you know, being a bit more playful. Like, it doesn't feel like it's... It, it is Barry White. Like, it doesn't feel like it's a serious proposal. It just feels like him kind of joking around a little bit and being, a, you know, a bit playful. Something that, obviously, you know, he he was kind of known for, you know. he he You know, he... Like, he, he has a certain kind of sense of humour throughout his songs. And if you've ever seen, like you know interviews of him or stuff like that he is like a naturally kind of funny guy and i kind of like that that comes through here a little bit as well and even just like it feels like when he's saying stuff like you know what if what if i was going to put away my harmonica or you know i love you more than my clever like these little kind of jokes where it's like you know like it's almost like he's kind of not serious where he's like you know here is this instrument that i basically play 24 hours a day what if I didn't play it for a little bit, you know, like the, the kind of offer of like, maybe not being a musician for five minutes is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I really, I really like this song. Like you said, it, it's it's one of the weirder kind of songs you know, on these albums, um, you know, until we get to, you know, Songs in the Key of Life, which has uh, both a jazz fusion song and a disco song on it. So, you know, things go in slightly odder directions the the further you get into the 70s. But I still like this as kind of like just a weird, I, I like that he ends the first side with just this really kind of odd song. And, you know, as it finishes, you're like, what was that meant to be about? But, you know, it doesn't matter because, you know, straight away you're into happier than the Morning Sun, which is a great song. So it's like, it's just this weird little coda on the end of this first side. Um, so I would say for me, probably about a four out of five. Um, you know, I th- I think the kind of the interludes are humorous, but it, it just feels like there's two different ideas here and he doesn't quite make them match up as as well as you would want
0: yeah i think i would i would push a little maybe uh, do you do three seven fives yeah go for it (laughs) yeah i would say a three seven five um again i think like it was super jarring i really like the i like the harmonica and the way it sort of it's woven through the track i thought that was expertly get done which is not surprising but something just didn't quite click and i think Honestly, reading the lyrics made it sort of drop. I think it made it almost too real, (laughs) um, in a way that like I'm I'm notoriously bad at paying attention to lyrics, and so when I do, I'm like, oh wait, that's what this is about. Oh, that's the detail. So that dropped it a little. Otherwise, I'd say the four, like musically really happy with but uh sort of lyrically and again those change-ups just dropped it a little extra for me
1: uh well then let's go to plugs is there anything that you wish to plug Adam? sure
0: uh i uh, co-host the Tank up podcast we're a craft beer and video game podcast on the out of lives network and i also produce um this next act which is a live stand-up comedy night new acts new material in bristol that i just produce it to a podcast as well on the same network
1: and you can find us on Twitter for this project at Steve Rowan. Thanks for being my guest here today.